From the brains behind Brains On, this is the moment of um. Um, 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 um. Moment of um comes to you from APM Studios. I'm Rob Boss. Welcome to the 651st season of Oi, 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 It's Painting, where I help you avoid painful painting mistakes. Today we'll be talking about choosing the right colors for your landscape scene. First, you have to think about how you want your painting to feel. Do you want spring sunshine? Try emerald greens for your happy trees and vivid orange ochre for a sunlit boulder. A gloomy winter day? Break out the grays, dark blues, and purples. <laughs> purple is such a fun word to say. P-p-purple. Purple. 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 <laughs> Purple. Cut! Rob, are you okay? You need to take five? What? No, 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 no. I was just wondering who first looked at the combination of blue and red and thought, aha, yes, the word for that is purple. My friend Mary Jane asked a question about this. Hi, my name is Mary Jane. I live in Greenville, South Carolina, and my question is, how do colors get their names? If we ask why we use the word red to describe the color red, it's the same question of why we use the word chair to describe a chair. You know, these words all evolved over many centuries and every word has its own history. My name is Stephen Westland. I'm a professor at the University of Leeds and my title is Professor of Color Science and Technology. I literally study every aspect of color. So I'm interested in, in how we see color why we see color, and how we use color, both in industry and also in design. So for example, when oranges were first imported to the UK in the 1500s, the Spanish word for the fruit was naranja. And this became used in England as a name for both the fruit and the color, naranja. And then the N was dropped to give oranja, and then the last letter was dropped to give orange, and we now pronounce this as orange. The sound has evolved over the last 500 years. And every color name has its own unique story or etymology. But remember, the perception of color is generated by our brains. It's an experience that's actually private to each of us, and we don't really know what each other see. For example, when we see something and call it red, Whatever we experience, we were maybe taught when we were young to call it red, to give it the same label. But it doesn't mean that we're experiencing the same thing. Um. 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 Huh. So a color could be named anything. But if one person calls a color goldenrod, and another person calls the same color sunshine, or egg yolk, or Kevin, things would get confusing. And color descriptions can already be confusing, because not everyone sees colors the same way. It's like how in ancient Greek poetry, the ocean is called wine-dark or wine-colored. That doesn't mean the ancient Greeks drank blue wine. It was because their description of colors focused on how dark or light they were. The dark and stormy depths of the ocean inspired those ancient poets to use some colorful language. Pun intended. Zing. <laughs> 
Speaking of oceans, how about we paint a seaside scene? Let's start with some happy little waves. If you like this episode, take a second to subscribe to Moment of Um wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want more podcast masterpieces, check out the Brains On podcast where we have a whole episode all about what makes paint stick to surfaces. If you have a question, we'd love to help you answer it. Drop us a line by going to brainson.org slash contact. See you next time and the next day and every weekday. Until then, um... Purple, purple, purple.